So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast, where we're discussing the surprisingly very good Russian Grand Prix. Not if you're a McLaren fan. You've got to admit it was still a good race. I did. It was it was <laughs> it was an it was an interesting race. There was a lot going on, but I'm still sad. What what is it this year with the, the sleepy races being good? Is it is it the fact that we're seeing the the the, the convergence of all the teams' developments? Because uh, we're at the end of the uh, regulation cycle and there hasn't been much change in the rules. Are we seeing the the convergence in performance because teams are now reaching a point where they're getting the most out of their packages? And is that therefore making the racing more interesting because the cars are actually closer in general performance? Obviously, there's still differences like the Williams and the Haas, because as well as George did in qualifying, he was always going to go backwards and that was always going to tank my fantasy score. Yep. Sad noises. I think the thing is, like everyone compared when Verstappen took his penalty, everyone compared it to when he came through in 2018 and he was like fifth by lap nine or something, wasn't it? I think nowadays we've got a much more competitive midfield, haven't we? Yeah. That's that's a big part. You know, so if someone like Norris gets onto pole from a free qualifying, he can hold it for almost all the race. Do you know what I found really funny? I was on I was on social media on Sunday um, and everyone was like oh Max is a god he went from P20 to P2 but if Lewis does that it's the car oh here we go yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> always, well, he's, well he's been lucky a hundred times now yeah, yeah yeah no 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 no, no. The, the wins he got in in his McLaren were not luck the wins he got in the Mercedes okay, he's, been he's been lucky what a majority yeah, yeah, like about like seventy times or something. Yeah, and Schumacher built the team, of course, in his Mercedes days. Nothing. Yeah, to do with yeah, it was all Schumacher. Yeah. yeah, Schumacher laid the foundations for that. So really, all of these wins should just be added onto Schumacher's tally. So Schumacher's on what one hundred and fifty-three. Mm. But then you got to add. Why well, no, you don't add Rosberg and Bottas, do you? Because no, is that's different somehow. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you can't add a German to a German's tally. That's just sacrilege. Social media, everyone. Don't go to it when you want to talk about Formula One. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sleepy races have actually been pretty good. Is it, though, partially because we've basically seen the exact same cars run around the exact same circuits 12 months ago? Mm. Well, Monaco wasn't so, very good. That's the only one. No. Yeah, I mean, Monaco, Monaco is going to take a lot Monaco to fix. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, as, as is my camera stability. Apparently, nice, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apologies for the sort of ad hoc setup. I have literally been in this room for three hours, having just moved in today. Um, so um, it's going to be a bit earthquake. So I'm going to try and keep everything to a minimum, but we fixed just... Monaco by giving all of the Formula One drivers a Formula E car for the day. And just go race. You fix you fix Monaco by giving them a go kart because you can actually fit two of them side by side, mm. and they're all equal performance. Yeah, that helps. Right. Some drivers will know. Yeah, the drivers that aren't good enough. Because <laughs> if if you're in equal cars, if you moan, you're just not good enough. You can't hack it. 
there's my hot take for the day. More <laughs> on that when we talk about Formula 2 and 3 next week <laughs> and the Schumacher documentary. Finally. Have you watched it yet? I haven't, but... Shock. I have a three-hour flight on Saturday. So that's my plane watching. It was out almost two weeks ago. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but I knew we couldn't talk about it until next week. So I've I've scheduled that in for... I'm going to have to re-watch it just to remind myself yeah. what happened. <laughs> have fun. Um, but yeah, so I'll have a different setup next week. Um, it'll be from some random Italian hotel room. But more more on that later because we'll need to see if my internet works. Low. One sentence race reviews, everyone, for the Russian Grand Prix. Ben. When it rains, it pours. Accurate. Alex. Uh, another boring Hamilton just happened one too. Nia. I'd rather be in Spain because no pain, isn't it? <laughs> Richard? As far as I'm concerned, this race did not happen. So Richard wants a spa? <laughs> no, I just I just want I just want a time stone and an undo. Minus, back um... to 99 win. <laughs> Perfect. Can it, can it rain every week? That's just mine. Can it rain every week? But it's not too much. Not a spa. Well, according to yeah. the forecast, it normally can, but mm. we actually go we were promised this time. Yeah, and it's 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 the one the one time the rain actually comes in the last few laps of the race instead of like twenty minutes after the podium celebration. Hmm. Well, I think everyone still had PTSD. The worst one is when the worst one is when the rain arrives immediately after the checkered flag falls. Like literally, the last drivers just cross the line, and then it rains. My conspiracy theory side. My conspiracy theory side is desperately trying to link the weather to Michael Massey's McLaren hate. <laughs> Michael Massey made it rain. What? Yeah. No, he put the Bernie Eccleston sprinklers on. Yeah, yeah, the sprinklers just after, on, yeah. just after Norris went past the pits. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nothing to do with Norris I mean, turning around it. and going, shut up, I'm not He did it at the box. exact furthest part of the track as well. Mm. <laughs> definitely nothing to do with Norris going, shut up, we're not boxing. No, definitely not. No. Because the team didn't tell them that it was going to get heavier. Sad noises. Shall we, shall we talk about qualifying then? What a qualifying that was. Norris! <laughs> That's the only thing that happened this week. There was qualifying. That was it. Race was cancelled. Didn't happen. <laughs> Richard, we had a race. No, we didn't. Points were awarded. Full points. Not even half points. Full points. Schumacher retired. I think oh, mate, and he retired. That's going to tank my fantasy score even further. Yeah, Mech retired. I think Latifi might have retired as he well. He did. Yeah. But he's classified. Uh, so, it works differently you... on F1 play and F1 fantasy, though. So. Um. So if you have him in the fantasy team, and I think it might work because he is he's technically finished. He is classified. I don't know why he'd have a TV. 
I mean, why would you have Max Schumacher? Because <laughs> normally, if someone retires, he goes forwards, and that's easy points. He always outqualifies Mazepin. That's easy points. There's someone I see on Twitter. I think it might be at Formula One. I don't actually know, but they've got their thing. It's just poor man's team, where it's just Schumacher, Mazepin, the uh, TV, Sonoda, and Russell, and then Haas. They haven't even reached a thousand points yet. I don't think they will. They're like on has, five hundred points. Chris? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did a couple of weeks ago. I'll have you know. I think. Right. Chris, sure. you're on one thousand nine hundred eighty. Certainly, only two thousand points, Richard. Yeah, all my teams are over two thousand. Look at you. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> so the lowest is Alex with yeah, Welcome Back. Yeah. My team. I've had Perez's turbo driver or whatever it is for like weeks and he's got and he's got the same points as George Russell in the last what was it eight races. Yeah, I've had Perez as my turbo driver since the start of the season. I was literally <laughs> funny thing is I was looking at it before and I don't even know how to make transfers, so <laughs> that's good. I've got Lando with Perfect. turbo driver on both my teams. Anyway, qualifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Q1. We oh, lost with five drivers. Out. Yeah, Max. Max yeah, just decided not to do qualifying. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. As it turns out, though, he could have started as high as P16 had he done quali. Would he have, though, because of the no, amount of engine penalties he took? He'd have been at the back anyway. Yes, because all he had to do was out-qualify anyone by three grid places. Because when you take a whole new power unit, they don't give you a 60 place grid penalty anymore. They just require you to start the race from the back of the grid. Mm. So they've, they've changed the wording of it now. Cody's. <laughs> Update, please. Which is why Leclerc started in front of um, Verstappen and Bottas started in front of Leclerc. I just figured that was just the order that they'd announced that they were taking new power units in. Yeah, I thought so. But coincidentally, yes. But it's because in qualifying, that was the order. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so in, in the qualifying, we Q1 was quite exciting. There was a lot of movement around the drop zone. We nearly lost the Williams twice, um, if I remember rightly, um, in Q1. They were flirting with being eliminated. Well, I mean, it was damp, wasn't it? So it was because it, it had rained heavily enough that FP3 got washed out. But then it had just not rained in between. So we, we went out on circuit with no rain, but inters. And it was just kind of gradually drying. But the first couple of sessions, it was obviously nowhere near slicks. Alonso so, just went full wet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's always one, isn't there? There's one that gambles. Um, Who was it that in Germany a couple of years ago? Everyone's Gasly. on the Gasly. Yeah, and he just comes out so wet. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's always there's always one that gambles, but it's very rarely the move that pays off. Yeah. But if it does pay off... You look like a genius, yeah. <laughs> it's just tell you the last time it paid off. Then we had Q2, where we lost Charles, who just didn't set a time. Latifi, who's... Who's actually listed in Q2 yes. as a did not start. Love that. Um, 
UK Pierre and Vettel by what was it? Seven one thousandths? No, not one thousand. Um, seven hundredths of a second or something like that. It was something minusculely small. It says five. Anger. It says five tenths on the timing. Yeah, that's not right. That's to first. I think it was eight tenths to first. No, no, he's five tenths behind Ocon in tenth in Q two. Ocon got a one forty six zero seven zero. Vettel got oh, a one forty six five seven three. So uh, I think one was that... it that it was incredibly tight because Seb was going tonto. No, I think they they told him that before times had been set, or maybe I don't know. But did he have a time deleted? Maybe. I think he may have had a time deleted. Stewards man, get the doc. But I'm checking. No, he did not. Did anyone? Yes. All cooldown laps, or just very slow laps because they're all above two minutes. I generally thought he was closer because, as I said, he was going absolutely mental in the car. Yeah, I, I did hear the team radio, and it was they did tell him that, but so I don't know. Yeah, a mystery. Strange. Oh, that's because Orcon wasn't tenth. I don't think. Yeah, Orcon wasn't tenth. Sci- I think Science was tenth because he got a one forty six five two one. Yeah, one forty six five two one. Yeah. Yeah, and then Vettel got a one forty six five seven three. So yeah, uh, he was. Five hundredths, yeah. Five hundredths, yeah. So, poor Seb, but that's what happens when you drive an Aston Martin. Q3 was all about the strategic call. Massive brain from Russell to just go prep the slicks. Minimal brain from Lewis to drive into the pit wall. It should have been the easiest pole ever from Mercedes, but there was something. I just knew they weren't going to get it somehow. It's just Yeah, it was was the, the picture where the mechanic... Put, yeah. Picked up the front wing off Lewis's car and it just went. It just went. Yeah. So yeah, that's the Mercedes way. They just miss miss open goal after open goal, apart from in the race. Obviously. Well, I mean, mm. it it's sort of Lewis's fault, sort of Mercedes, mm. because you heard the team radio where Bono's like, "Yeah, Russell's on slack. It's just a lap on until." Rather than coming in and boxing for slacks and doing a fast lap, yeah, he'd never had, he'd never got pole anyway. So he need, needed the extra warm up lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Russell got third because he had that extra lap to put the the temp in the tires. Yeah. So, but even then, he wasn't actually that far off pole. That's the <laughs> no, um, but still. Well, I mean, he yeah. was a, a second. <laughs> yeah, but in, in the grand scheme of things, between Inter and Slack, yeah, wasn't that far off pole. And to still get P4 on the enters when most of the other drivers' times are all slick tyres, that just proves a point of that Mercedes is fast and that Lewis can handle the wet. Something can Lando. Except in the race. Hey, 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 hey. No need to go that far. Let's not. <laughs> Shall we talk about the race? No. <laughs> but yeah, Q3 finished... Um, as Norris, Sainz, Russell, Hamilton, Ricardo, Alonso, Bottas, Stroll, Perez, Ocon. Such a wholesome front three. And then it was Sunday. And then Sainz took the lead into turn two. Sainz did take the lead into turn two. But then again, that wasn't unexpected. It's Russia. Yeah, Whoever exactly. Whoever second usually leads into turn yeah, two. It's, these tracks. it's not. It's actually like a disadvantage to start on pole at yeah. some tracks, isn't it? Like Russia, <laughs> yeah. Mexico... That was Spa. 
That was the thing. I was so gassed that Norris got pole, and I was like, wait, it's Russia. Yeah. This is not good. (laughs) Well, the thing is, like, Hamilton was literally going to come through and almost take the lead, wasn't he, with the slipstream? And then he just had to slam on the brakes and ended up seventh. Yeah, he just got boxed then and ended up seventh. And then, um, obviously, Alonso did his unbelievable corner (laughs) cut. How that that. wasn't... How that wasn't leaving the track and gaining an advantage, I have no idea. Well, the thing he is, did do the thing right. He just went very fast. Only a long time would think of that. But he practiced yeah. it as well, didn't he? Yeah, the, he practiced uh, it on the laps we, of the grid. We saw someone get a five-second... Was it? I think it was Perez got a five-second penalty for something similar in Le Castellet a couple of years back. Yeah. yeah. Opening lap took to the runoff at turn four, three, four. And then rejoined and then got slapped with a five-second penalty because mm. he left the track and gained an advantage, even though he followed the race director's notes. So well, I mean, the thing is, with Alonso, he he stayed in the same position, but he probably actually gained because had he taken the corner, he'd have lost out. Like, yeah. He was just basically avoiding any any chance of losing his weight. Being overtaken. <laughs> All the time, and you have to keep your Alonso space. Would do that. <laughs> well, at least he didn't do a science and just drive into the <laughs> yeah. wall. Yeah, that is honest. Honestly, that is what I was waiting for. I was gonna because yeah. that that chicane is just narrow as hell, and then you've mm. just got a nice wall there. And science proved it last year. You take it like five k too fast, and game over. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is though, like only Fernando Alonso would think of that, knowing full well that Massey, Massey and Co will be asleep and not recognise what he's done. <laughs> Even though he forewarned them to it on the warm up lap. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Michael. Mm. I guess, as, as Alex said, he didn't actually gain any possessions, which might have been what got him away with it. The way he did gain is a lot of momentum. Yeah. A lot of momentum. Probably a yeah. lot of time by not breaking into turn two. <laughs> Because he just straight lined the thing. So do, does the do the rules need to be changed so it's not leaving the track and gaining an advantage, but leaving the track and keeping momentum? <laughs> I think it's deliberately leaving the track but not deliberately leaving the track yeah. and gaining a lasting advantage. Is... Well, it's just deliberately leaving the track is the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, like he has technically bailed out of a possible collision, but still. Yeah, that is definitely the case. They we're, we're talking about that obviously, weren't we, with Monza and you know bailing out of crashes with Verstappen and Hamilton. Man's bailed out of a crash slightly... before a crash has even materialised. Slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> Man said, "There's a one percent chance I'm not taking it." <laughs> um. Yeah, as we said, Lewis get boxed in and just started going backwards, nice and then got then got stuck in the DRS train of Russell. Um, the fact that that happened, the fact that Russell in a Williams, just because it's got a Merck engine, is able to just keep everyone behind him is hilarious. Mm. It's crazy how like different the Merck is, like, in terms of performance, how different the Merck is in clean air versus dirty air. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton, yeah. Like, Hamilton's pace in clear out when everyone pissed was ridiculous, but then he couldn't pass, you know, Russell Stroll. That lot, could he? Yeah, that, that Merc is designed to lead. Mm. And I think I mean, that is a point, major weakness in it, to be honest. At one point, it really wasn't looking good for Hamilton because he was stuck in that train and Verstappen was, you know, coming through the field. At one point, he was about five seconds behind him, wasn't he? 
Yeah. Then Max only together, ended yeah. up in P2 at the end because of the rain. He he got stuck in P8. He couldn't get past. Yeah, it was when they pitted, it really flipped in Hamilton's favour. I mean, you, you can but say he's that, a god. But you can say that anyone ended up where they did because of the rain. Lewis yeah. ended up on top step because of the rain. Valtteri ended up P5 because of the rain. Like he was languishing in like P14 for half the race. Yeah. Like where was he? This is supposed to be like his track. Well, he's got VTB all around it. How how it, much more support does he need? He was having a staff and get P2. Yeah. I mean, I he literally just said after you <laughs> and let him through. So, yeah, he didn't really defend that much. I mean, that was <laughs> defend at that all. was that was always going to fail, like sending him to the back of the grid to supposedly hold up for Stappen. That was just destined him to end up behind him early on in the race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we we didn't bother to give you a seat for next year, but can you um can you keep your teammates' title rather behind you, please, please? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's it's almost like they're surprised that he's not playing the full team game anymore. Because let's be real, as much as you can say, oh yeah, he's still driving for them and he's still getting points, it's not as not as is not as involved as he would have been had he had his contract renewed. He would have like well, he would have just parked the bus in the middle of the track and just said, crash into me or not, you know, you're not coming. And around. then we would have had a collision. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. He'd have done his job. Yeah. And then we'd be arguing about, I mean, yeah. What was that with the blockade? The Bottas blockade. (laughs) But instead, it's more of just the Bottas bottle job. Mm, Bring back Bottas bowling. Bring back the porridge. Abu Dhabi. Final race to decide the title. Valtteri. (laughs) It's when you just get... You just see like um, like Mercedes accidentally go live on Instagram and it's just Toto force-feeding Valtteri porridge. <laughs> just like, you will drive better! <laughs> oh, just uh, the last race in Abu Dhabi, just Toto hands Valtteri a wee remote. It's like, you know what to do. Then things sort of settled down following the first lap. Um, a bit of action up uh, in the midfield. Um, Charles, Charles, nine places opening lap. Yeah. Where? And then you look down and it's like Max has gained three. Right. Uh, Sonoda, <laughs> just having a disaster of an opening lap, end up last. As of him, it's like 12 as well. Just yeah. Sonoda things. He's been confirmed for next season as well. Well, we all know what that means and how quickly a Red Bull seat can definitely not be confirmed. I wouldn't say he's safe, but you know he's as safe as he's signed a contract. Who are we talking about? Sonoda. Oh. Surely they're not going to promote him. Oh, no, no, no. But, like, they're all Red Bull affiliate seats, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're never safe. Even if you've signed a contract, you're not safe. You will get demoted, promoted, swapped. Sacked. Yeah. um... I don't think I've ever seen someone be sacked from Alpha Tauri or Toro Rosco, as it were. No, they've always ex- like just left their contract to expire, haven't they? Yeah, yeah Carlos Sainz came in. He went to Renault, wasn't it? Yeah, was he like on loan for them or something like that? Hmm. And then he was on loan for like one season, and the next season he was officially out of Red Bull. It was something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen pictures from twenty seventeen. 
and he's still got a Red Bull helmet. I think that's a bit like Albon going to Williams next year. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. Red Bull have too many drivers. I wonder if the Williams will still be a bus. I hope not. Except, except when it rains. Or in a straight line. Or in a straight line, yeah. We'll see what coffee Then it's cash. the bus from speed. Yeah. <laughs> the bus of speed. Coffee cash world champion next year. Oh, God. Please, no. But there could be worse people, so... This is true. This is true. It, it could blessings. be daddy's cash the second. Daddy's rubles. <laughs> Mafia monies. No, that's um, Giovanazzi. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's Italian state government money. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Italian's money. The Italian people's money. <laughs> For Mazepin, it's er money. Yeah, Mazepin did run, I think, high as P12, and then he did just Mazepin things and ended up last. Lol. By the end of the race. I wonder if anyone has Mazepin in their <laughs> fantasy team. That would be interesting. If they do, they're deluded. Yeah. If they do, they're not taking it seriously. Uh, yeah, this I've, is seen, I've, I've seen one person, well, I mean, the one I explained earlier. He can't go backwards if he always starts last. This is true. Yeah, but, but he doesn't get points for out-qualifying teammate or out-performing teammate or... Alas, Mickiness. Sorry. This is true. Mazepin did not finish last. He finished second last because after 47 laps, Latifi had decided he'd had enough and went home. Understandable. Have a great day. Yeah, fair enough. Wish Lando done the same. I wish the well, race director got any points. Points. Yeah, but at least then it was just no heartbreak. He just didn't want to do the rest of the race. We just four, be for Lando that he's still got seven points. We have four different leaders that race. Could have race. been 26, though. Could have been 26, but he didn't box. Well, you got me there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, as much as I like Lando, I don't think he's got anyone to blame but himself for not winning that race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he much. handled the pressure so well, didn't he? Like, you literally got Lewis Hamilton behind you, having gained about a second a lap, you know, charged for his 100th win. Norris yeah. going for his first. But then, in in I fairness... I do want to say at least Hamilton's 100th win was not a Valtteri, it's James. Mm. Well, it was a, yeah. probably his second biggest margin, wasn't it? After the After Britain 2008, I think. Yeah, must be. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, where he won by nearly two minutes or something. Yeah. But I think, I mean, Norris handled the pressure so well, but then I think, all that, you know, when it started to rain, he was shouting on the radio, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think that was maybe a little bit of, you know, inexperience, maybe a bit, maybe a bit too over eager to try and win. And in the end, I think, I don't know, it's, it's a debate of, over who was more at fault, but I don't think either the team or, or Norris, I mean, it's difficult to do a portion blame because he still did such an amazing race, didn't he? But I just feel like the team needs to overrule him at some stage, you know? Yeah, I think a lot, of it, a lot of it does come down to inexperience from Lando and the team because mm. it's like coming to like new management and they're not used to being like winning races because they've only done like one really since they've started becoming good. So a lot of it is just down to like inexperience from Lando and the team. Really. Tell me the yeah, tell me the end of race was chaos without telling me the end of the race was chaos. Look at look yeah. at that picture. So what Richard has... I'll insert it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's the... This is the graph showing every driver's position in the race. Um, 
and how they were at each lap. Just look at all those madness of lines. Um, if you work backwards, you can find out who each driver is. But I mean, yeah. I, could, I could have cropped it differently, but if you um, know the result, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was it. Was a bit mad. Well, um, had it not rained, I do still think Lewis would have caught and passed Lando. I don't reckon he would. Was, because he was, he was given it, he was given it a very good goal, and started only dropped back out of DRS range when the rain hit. He was stuck at like two seconds there, wasn't he? For ages. Yeah, and then he closed. Lando it. He only very well. It was setting about one point two. Then he got in at DRS range, and then the rain arrived. But see, I don't know if he ever got. He didn't really get into DRS until the rain. Yeah, because so, Norris yeah. ran wide, and that put him in DRS range. I mean, he couldn't pass Ricardo when. He was on, you know, in the DRS train. I don't think, I don't think he'd have won it. I think Norris would have had it, but I mean, the issue was in the end. I think McLaren just didn't. They didn't know the extra rain was coming, did they? Yeah, it was like the intensity. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that the two of them had about what fifty seconds back to third. Could have. That's why I thought McLaren they were would to win, but <clears throat> in hindsight, it's easy to say, but. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. I think you saw the difference of Mercedes been winning, Mercedes and Hamilton have been winning for what, eight years. McLaren have had just had their first win in nine years. Norris hasn't yeah. won a race. I think yeah, his time will come. Yeah, they're definitely uh, going to learn from this. Yeah, it's sad, but a hundred wins. I mean, a hundred wins. We have to talk about that as much as yeah. you don't want to. But you can. <laughs> As much as the majority doesn't want to, I mean, uh, we do have to recognise the achievement that is a hundred race wins in Formula One. For those of you <laughs> listening on Spotify, Richard has just left the podcast. Just jumped in his bed and despair. Yeah, cried. <laughs> Sad yeah. Schumacher fanboy noises. I don't think we have to acknowledge how much of an achievement one hundred race wins is. Yeah, it's an achievement. Um, but to be honest, for me, as soon as he'd overtaken Michael, it was just like, right, that's it, game over. <laughs> and Wait, now it's now happened. it's just extending the inevitable yeah. non-passing lead of stupidness. Because let's be honest, like everyone goes on in football in particular about like the Premier League centurions, and it's like you can score two goals a game, three goals a game if you're really on it sometimes. And you can if if you got really lucky, you could get 100 goals in like 50 matches, but only one person gets a race win out of the 20 drivers. And you've got to be there a lot to get even... Well, I mean, Seb's won four world championships and he's like, what, 50-odd? Like, not even 50 wins? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So to get 100... Hasn't he, hasn't he gotten a win in every season he's been in as well? He's the only yeah. driver to yeah. ever... Uh, record a win in every single season he's raced. I think someone said he's won almost ten percent of all. It was like ever, yeah, nine point seven. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Uh, it's not quite. Like, yeah. well, you remember we trying the twenty eighteen with yeah. F one thousand. Yeah. Was it not nineteen? Yeah, yeah, it was nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So if he wins like two or three more, I don't know. I can't do the maths, but. It's it's still insane. Like a hundred victories. Think about someone like Lando Norris. You know, you're going to win his first one a hundred times. It's, yeah. I mean, we've so talked... there's been 1,050 world championship races. Lewis Hamilton has won 100 of them. It's unbelievable. I think we'll only like, I mean, people go on about, you know, the car, he gets lucky, like all that rubbish. But it's still mm. him that's won them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, with using it's the car, he still needs to drive like hell to stay in that <laughs> yeah. car. Yeah. Otas has the car. So yeah, this is one nine point five percent of all F one races ever. I don't think it's a coincidence that Hamilton joined Mercedes and they almost well second year became you know the dominant team and he left McLaren yeah. who you know were fighting for titles and then they didn't win a race until two weeks ago <laughs> over what nine years wasn't it Schumacher's, Schumacher's foundation work at Mercedes is just unparalleled. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> you, you look at it as well. The McLaren in 2009 and 10 was not a good race car. Well, 10 was right. And 9 was shocking. I mean, um, you look at look at Ferrari after Schumacher left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the same as, like, same, the same as Schumacher. Like, he took time. But he he played a part in you know building up Ferrari, didn't he? To what yeah, what they became. Well, if, you, the if you'd watch the documentary, you'd know that. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it wasn't like it was. Yeah. It's not like Schumacher just stepped into the car at Ferrari and it was just instant success. As much as we remember Schumacher and Ferrari as like the synonymous partnership of Formula One dominance and success, it was not a straightforward thing. It was something that took quite a few years to get right. But when they did, boy, did they. And I think that's I think that's what sets Mercedes apart, is they got that going quicker. Straight away, yeah. It only took them a couple of years, and then gone, let's go. And yeah, they got all now, the people in place, that was the thing. Yeah. Like, it's just... And you look at it as well, I don't think we will see any driver anytime soon coming close to the um, championship in your rookie year. One point. Lewis lost out on that world championship back. Well, it's just because, like, as as much it, it annoys me because fault. Yeah, but like, when when are we going to put a, a young hotshot in a potentially title winning car? Because we see it so much. Like, Lando Norris and George Russell obviously have the potential to win a world championship, and I think if they chucked George in that Mercedes in his first season, he could have been up there. But we just never got that option. I think and... That's the thing, though. Lewis, to do that in his first season against Alonso. A two-time world champion. In, yeah, I think that 2017 season is ridiculously mm. like, underplayed how good that is. It's like and first then... race at Melbourne. Mm. He just went like straight around the outside of Alonso, mm. didn't he? But, yeah, imagine a rookie coming in now and jumping in the Mercedes alongside Hamilton and doing that to him in the first race. Like, that'd be hilarious that'd be mental <laughs> I mean the thing is now as well we people say he's maybe a bit fortunate to be leading the title this season yeah, which he probably is yeah, he's he's made he's made a couple obviously Russia you know qualifying and then Baku the break magic whatever but it's just <laughs> um, standard... Russia break magic and his poor pit, man, pit crew yeah. <laughs> and um, his best impression of Lance Stroll <laughs> But that's just like the standards that everyone holds him to are so high. Like he literally, when was the last time, if you if you don't count Monza, like whatever your opinion is on that, when was the last time he retired from a race from his own fault? Yeah, when was, was probably, I mean, in Spain, twenty sixteen. You could you could say I still think that's Nico's fault. Yeah, but like he, like even as even as much as I like not a, a Lewis fan, that's 
that's Nico's fault for me. Mm. Everyone knows it's Nico's fault. It's just he refuses <laughs> to accept it. Um, he did not leave the space. That's the thing. The only DNFs I can remember of Lewis's are mechanical. Yeah, like man. his, was it, I think it was 2016 Malaysia, the, oh, no, no, yeah. engine blower. And yeah, then, the one that basically cost them the world championship. Yeah, the, well, I think it was, is either 07 or 08 at the Nürburgring where his uh, tyre just stopped. And he just went straight on into the oh, yeah. Schumacher S's. Yeah. And that that was a big impact. But I I don't recall him. Well, I'm sure obviously there is, and I'm just forgetting it. But I mean, like, what, days, maybe, but yeah, but, say yeah he like, crashed at Monza. His his streak yeah. of just finishing races is mm. well, he holds the record for most consecutive race finishes. That's, that's, that's the, the last thing. time in like 2018. Before, yeah, obviously, before, before Monza. Yeah, before yeah, Monza. Monza, he had won in about four years. Something and like that. Yeah. that streak of consecutive race finishes was only broken because of COVID. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have ran until Monza. So, well, race start, because he didn't start in yeah. Monza. No? No, so, no, yeah. I, the actual race finishes one as well. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Um, because he had now. the most consecutive finishes in the points as well that ran until Sakia. Oh, yeah. And would have ran until I think Baku this year. Um, that's only like four more. But even then, like it was already yeah. in a team number. Yeah, no, it's like when you look at it in a, if you looked at it from a purely statistical point of view, it's insane. Mm. And as much like because. Yes, he's hit, what is it, like 5,000 career points or whatever it is. There's something dumb, insanely high, but, you know, that's since we've changed the point system because you convert, like, Michael Schumacher's wins and into the new point system and maybe he's on slightly more and you convert... I said slightly, sir. <laughs> um, you convert, like, Juan Manuel Fangio and he'd be on more than they were on then. Oh, yeah, more, more points, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's um, what I'm on about. More races. Oh, I thought no, you said well, more yeah. Hamilton. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just mean more in, in terms of... Because you only got 10 points for a win in Schumacher's day. Yeah. Um, and it was only, what, the first eight drivers that got points or something dumb. Um, I much prefer the new system, just throwing that out there. Um, but hmm. it's, it's as much as it is completely crazy, his stats, there is a certain skew to it being... His his stuff is mostly since the point system was adjusted. Um, yeah. So, I, the terms of the whole like career points thing, I take with a, a rather large grain of salt because of that. But in terms okay. of in terms Here's of numbers, wins, yeah. in terms of wins, in terms of podiums, in terms of pole positions, fastest laps, that you know that correlates to any season. That's that's the current points adjusted. Yeah. See, Michael is a lot closer but definitely yeah. was not on oh that. yeah you compare it to here where michael is seventh with 1566 he's, he's, he's more than doubled his yeah. points yeah that's the that's the thing because we're on Lewis so... has gained 400 points as well well yeah because he started in 07 before they changed the thing in like what 2010 i think it was 2010 um but yeah like the amount of grand prix we have in a season now also helps that for lewis because he's had more races in 
a dominant car before regs change. Just look at that. 48 consecutive points finishes. 2018 British Grand Prix to the 2020 Bahrain Grand Prix. That is an obscene amount of finishes in the points. Some, um, obviously, some people argue, like, you know, with the most race wins, for example, Schumacher might still have more if if he if, if he, there were like uh, equal races in the calendar. Yeah. Even so, that's why you can't compare, you know, this the whole like goat debate. You can't compare like Fangio and Senna and Hamilton. Can you yeah, it's, it's a combination of different technologies, mm. different calendars. It's obvious, but people just need to appreciate all the greats. And I think Hamilton yeah. will be more appreciated when he retires, you know? Yeah. I guess got a lot of the, the rose the rose tinted vision of the past mm. will always make everyone look better. Yeah. Hell, I Rosberg guess. looks great. Yeah. The one it <laughs> the one it always comes down to though, if you're really going to talk about it, is world championships. Yeah, that is the key and number. I, th- I think that it does look inevitable that Lewis will eventually win an eighth, whether that this season or at some point. And so he will take the title of greatest F1 driver of all time because he has the most world championships. Mm. I'll never take it well, from my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of segueing back onto Russia, actually, Verstappen probably won out, didn't he, from, in terms of the title battle. Probably yeah. oh, net game, definitely. That was a net, net game. game. He would even, have even though he's so many points. Even though he's actually gone down the positions in terms of championship order, he's definitely taken yeah. a big step forward because he's got a whole new pool of components yeah, and he finished second. Engine. He's got better red Bull, better tracks for Red Bull. Hamilton's probably going to have to take a penalty somewhere. And well, I mean, there was a stat, wasn't there, recently? I think I saw a stat, like, Mercedes have led about 18 laps in the last what, six races, and both their drivers are, like, seventh and eighth on most laps led. Yeah, I, think I saw crazy. I saw something. It was, like, Lewis Hamilton's only led about 11 laps. Hmm. Like, Daniel and Lando have both led more laps than Lewis. Yeah. And in McLaren's. As, as we said at the start of the season, um, I think in our very first episode, it doesn't matter how many laps you lead. Mm. It only comes down to who leads the final lap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for Verstappen, it kind of, it was really going wrong, wasn't it, after the pit stops? You know, he, he got overtaken by Alonso, couldn't repass him. It was yeah, he was, was with, with the rain, even though Hamilton actually ended up winning from it, the points gap was smaller than it would have been mm. when if it had just been a dry finish and it had been, you know, second and seventh. Yeah, yeah, actually. So yeah, I I think Verstappen is favourite from from now, and actually that probably was a better weekend for him in terms of the championship, possibly even than Hamilton. Yeah, because I mean they took the engine penalties there a because he had his good pace penalty anyway, but b because but Mercedes are typically more dominant at Russia than any of the other subsequent tracks that we're going to. So it made sense for them to take it here, given those two circumstances. And the fact that they still managed to somehow wangle a P2 out of it is just like the ultimate cherry on top of just, we were going to do it anyway, but hey, we got 18 points. Nice. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great move by Red Bull. It's definitely... One of the, I mean, it's all just a massive game of chess at this point, isn't it? Who's going to move which piece when? Who's going to take what penalty where? And how how is that going to impact you? And how lucky are you going to get? Because let's face it, a lot of that is down to luck. 
if it wasn't for the rain, Verstappen wouldn't be where he was. Neither would Hamilton, but the gap would be bigger. But, you know, it's all this, that and the other. So I think it'll all depend on how Turkey drives. If I, I think we will go. Oh, I, I, I meant I meant more of the they just complained of grip or the yeah. lack of. Because if it's like if it's anything like last year where the Mercedes were nearly knocked out in Q two, I think it was because they were just so slow. I think we might see the penalties there because we know you can pass at Turkey. Well, you saw it with Lewis. He somehow won the, the world championship at it. Yeah, um, could you put that down to the conditions though? Yeah, the conditions at Turkey last Just year were so the weird. Slick to mediates. Yeah. Yeah. And also really when into slicks. And also when um <laughs> when mistake well, assuming Hamilton takes a penalty, which I think he probably will. I think it's just too much of a risk not to do it. So we are assuming that he will take a penalty. We yeah, don't know think... how worn his components are and if they've just played a bit of a mind yeah. game by saying, Oh, we need to take one. The Red Bull but... Yes. <laughs> if he does take one, we know how bad the Mercedes is in dirty air. We know probably not going to be as crazy a race as Sochi. You know, he's going to strip. You'd imagine Verstappen will get an easy win. But then, is it really all that bad in the dirty air? We look at Monza last year, when Bottas went backwards and just couldn't pass. And then Lewis came out after his time, well, after his stop goal penalty and was just like, lol, what are opposition cars? And went from like 17th to 8th by the flag. I think it was just like an extreme tyre advantage, wasn't it, maybe? The tyres would have helped. If the car can't drive in the dirty airs, the tyres can't do everything. Mm. So if you didn't take the penalty at Turkey, which is the next round, would you take it at Cota or Mexico? I think it would be Mexico, tactically. Yeah. Or Brazil. Well, Mexico, Red Bull should be yeah. really strong, shouldn't they? Me- Mexico is... Yeah. The, I the, the altitude. If we have a sprint at Brazil, you'd think maybe there. Yeah. But that is... is that too late to even make a difference? Well, you've still got that TBC round and then the two subsequent rounds after that. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's think... four full races. Yeah, so, so, yeah, because Brazil is a bit earlier. I think Mercedes will be hoping that TBC doesn't get filled. And we don't... We just, you know, scrap it. We'll have one soon right. find out question mark <laughs> we've got to find out at some stage <laughs> literally that week oh yeah we're just not actually going anywhere guys <laughs> they just don't even announce anything but they get everyone to schedule in TV but look, you're not allowed to tell them where you are it, no, it just goes happens? live <laughs> all of the teams assemble at Silverstone and then they get given one of those Top Gear Challenge envelopes. And it's like, <laughs> the race is at, and it's, it just gives you a circuit name, and it's just, go. Oh. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Just that all of the teams panic as they've got to get, like, the other side of Europe in 24 hours. Yeah, the teams moan that they're stuck on the road away. <laughs> There's no fuel! <laughs> um... That would be quite interesting. There's just no member of Formula One staff allowed to leave anything. It's held so watertight. And then you just go live to the circuit for FP1. It's like, surprise, we're in Malaysia. And they go live for the, um, the, the, the driver's press conference. And all of the drivers are just like running to their cars, like, we're on the way. <laughs> Doing it all over Zoom on their phone. 
And it's just like, so uh, what do you think of the uh, the new Grand Prix at uh, the, the Palau ring that definitely didn't just get made up by me? Yeah. And totally exists and isn't in the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean. <laughs> but I mean, it would be hilarious, but it definitely wouldn't work. But we can dream, right? <laughs> just a random event where they just say, we're not going to tell you where it is until they are. 3 p.m. UK time. And then you've got until... 9 a.m. UK time to get to the track. If you don't make it, you're not allowed in any of the free practice sessions. No, but don't tell, don't tell the drivers. You can tell everyone else in the team, just the drivers. So that's it's a bit easier to manage, but a bit more chaos. Just have Valtteri stuck at an airport in Finland again. Yeah, <laughs> that was Baku, wasn't it? He was. Yeah. 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 You see all the drivers in one terminal at an airport. Be like, yep, it's happening. <laughs> All of them at the Nice airport, like, what's up, guys? New race, they have to take their F1 cars from circuit to circuit. Red Bull could do that. They've well, done it. Race, we had that camera, didn't we, where it, when Verstappen broke down in practice in Imola, we just saw the onboard of him on like, his car on the yeah. road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is one of the many beautiful things of F1 TV Pro. You just get that camera because it just wasn't covered, so they just it was just yeah. technically being broadcast. <sighs> Love it. F1 to TV um, Pro, you can see all the overtakes that we don't get shown. Yeah, all yeah. that we get shown on a screen about that big. Yeah. If so, you yeah. want to watch the Haas, you can on F1 TV Pro. I mean, we had like just before the rain came, we had like was it Alonso Science? Ricardo and Perez were like swapping places constantly and we just never saw any of it. We didn't see the mm. pass for the lead as well, did we, when right. Norris overtook science? Yeah. No, it was yeah. just, oh God, Norris is winning. <laughs> yeah. Which was yeah, they were showing Verstappen when he was like stuck a second or something like that. And it just mm. turns to Crofty. Norris is leading! <laughs> <laughs> fair, I think the move did sort of just appear it wasn't one where there was a bit of build-up and whatnot. It was just, oh, God, Norris is overtaken. Yeah, but then Norris was in within DRS, so why are you following? Because it could go to an overtake. As much as we complain that the TV directorship just follows the lead sometimes when it's obvious that there's not going to be an overtake, they're in DRS range. It's Russia. Everyone overtakes into turn two. That's, like, the place. If not turn two, turn four. But, like... Show it. You only have to show it for like 30 seconds, then you can go back to showing Verstappen being stuck in the middle of a queue. But like, come on, stop taking notes from Monaco. We don't need Lance Stroll. We don't Speaking need of Lance uh, Stroll, his theme radio. <laughs> he got a 10-second time penalty after the race. Which made absolutely no difference. Yep. It's the team radio, yeah, when it rains. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's on Twitter. Yeah. And there's and Brad on the radio. It's like, <laughs> do you need to box or something like that? <laughs> he's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> about three seconds later. He's mm. <laughs> oh, he's like, about... oh, can you carry on in these conditions? Yes, spins. <laughs> Sorry, about Never. five different incidents when it rained. They didn't they specify which direction he had to carry on in he took it as a circular motion speaking of brad he's been promoted to like 
something higher up than race engineers so someone else is now Lance's race engineer so we won't get any mo- moments like that anymore uh, Sad no times. more no more pick confirm is the okay button Brad <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> no more your, my brakes are on fire. It's fine. Drive fast. But yeah, so Lance got a 10 second time penalty for crashing into Gasly. And Lance now has eight penalty points. Hulkenberg. Joint top. <laughs> oh my God, please, Hulkenback, because that's in my predictions. Lance, yeah, do yeah, take yeah. one for the team, son, please. Yeah, it's in mine as well. I think. I think I... Alkenback, because of a race ban, would be a. Well, we said it about Vettel, didn't we, at the start of the season when he, he had got five points. Yeah. yeah. And Norris also receives a penalty. He got but not one that impacts. Yes, it is just a reprimand. Um, I think if you get three reprimands, you get banned. No, you get a grid penalty. Oh, well, yeah. I think it's so, a 10 place grid penalty. Reprimands are very, very lenient. It's very much of a slap on the wrist, but I mean, it's understandable when you watch what happened. Yeah, it was just just, a, you're a naughty boy. He couldn't stop the car as much as he couldn't stop the car for the corner on track. And he was going even slower when he was trying to come into the pits. So, yeah, I think Speaking of drivers not being able to stop the car, Leclerc um, at turn 10, I think it was, just sliding. Mm. So close to the barrier. Let's <laughs> just see it coming closer, closer, closer. Stop. Okay. I don't understand how, like, how did he finish? I mean, obviously, he went off to need. How did he finish 15th? Like, how did Bottas end up fifth? It was just impossible to follow, like, the last few laps. I, I mean, the, I, pi- the picture of the the the, the, yeah. the positions just said it all. It was just mental. It was like when well, Alonso was on the podium at one point. He probably would have been if it didn't go to Inters. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was going to be what was it? It was going to be a it was going to be a Norris Science Alonso podium, and that was going to be amazing. Norris Hamilton, Alonso, yeah. So, sad times. Um, yeah, so Norris got a reprimand for crossing the white line and then crossing it again. Um, I, I think it's fair. Could have got a penalty, but the stewards. Mm. The conditions and things. I bet, like when they chose not to give Lewis a penalty in Germany 2018 for exactly oh, but the that same was thing. Corruption mafia. Oh yeah, no, yeah, see, yeah. but he only went over the line one way. Yes, yeah, so what Norris done was arguably worse. I mean, yeah, but sorry for Norris. Yeah. Lewis was actually on the right tires and therefore actually had grip, and Norris was not, and you know, just couldn't stop the car anyway. So. I I, th- I still think it's, you know, it's very much a condition-based, but it would have been harsh to penalise that, given that he's trying to come in to put the correct tyres on to try and actually, like, be safer and drive properly. I mean, we've seen stranger things in Formula 1. Yeah, so what what the stewards said was, although Lando chose to remain out on the track on the hard compound, slicks when others went to the inters, therefore sought to gain an advantage in retaining his race position, they do not consider that the crossing of the painted area was intentional or predictable. So, fair enough. I can't believe I'm agreeing with the stewards. Isn't this the second race in a row that you're agreeing with the stewards? Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. I mean, I don't agree with them mm. with Alonso. <laughs> but that was just mm. funny, to be fair. It's not going well if I'm agreeing with them. Oh, yes. <laughs> John Todd's been answering my emails. Tom <laughs> Michael Massey hates McLaren, so why didn't you give them a penalty? Uh, because uh, I spoke to John Todd during the week and said, <laughs> you know, it was a solid stop, stop this agenda. And he said, no problem. And he came down like a ton of bricks. 
yeah, that was not ideal. <laughs> Look, I told him to stop. I told Jean to stop Michael from deliberately targeting the McLarens, but he just turned on this Bernie Eccleston sprinkler valve, and there's not a lot I can do about that. So my email influence only goes so far. In fairness, those sprinklers are, are actually still installed at Paul Ricard. I think they should activate them at every other corner. <laughs> just... <laughs> just for the giggles and then watch as the drivers struggle to decide whether they want wets or slicks and then as soon as they make a decision swap the valves <laughs> change the corners and increase the velocity of the water it'd be funny if they turned them on by accident <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't they, someone leant on the valve and broke it and it's just on max spray and then they can't fix it and it's just a completely wet race because someone lent on something and it snapped. <laughs> I would actually enjoy going testing at Paul Ricard because we never get any wet weather testing. But like, put on the sprinklers and let us see the cars in the rain. Yeah, it's basically like a giant skid pan test, isn't it? It, it is actually a test circuit as well. That's the thing. Let's test. Well, I mean, um, yeah, because you can run a million miles wide and still not damage your car. Exactly. <laughs> Although, speaking of pre-season testing, but it's strongly thought that we're going to Barcelona and Bahrain next year. Yeah, I think we need tests. testing next year. What, one week yeah. each sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Barcelona will essentially be a shakedown test and then Bahrain will be used for setting times and seeing how things go. Shakedowns are less than 100 kilometres? Not like actual shakedowns. They'll oh, still okay. be proper tests. Right, okay, cool. But they'll expect everything to go wrong in Barcelona because it'll be the brand new cars. Yeah. Interesting. And we're getting ever closer to this new era of Formula One. Only six races to go this season. Yeah, I love the fact that this season's been so like amazing that no one is registering the fact that we're six races away from everything being it's, completely shaken out. It's the end yeah. of September already. Yeah. Like <laughs> This it. has been a fantastic season, and I think that has taken away from the fact that everything could change in a couple of weeks, like yeah. in a couple of months. We are, we are only a few months away from... <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, don't say such things. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I really want Mitch to just like Schumacher world champion. Okay, yeah. that's fine. You've redeemed it. I was gonna put you in the waiting room. Yeah, we're maybe a few months away from Haas having the fastest car, or Mercedes being in the midfield. <laughs> it's not impossible. <laughs> or everyone having an identical car and yeah, nothing happening because they all just crash into each other because they all go at the same speed and nobody knows how or... to race someone in the same speed car anymore. Or equally, we could have what happened in 2014, where Merck just went, lol, bye, yeah. and won every race by about 30 seconds. It's a distinct possibility. Yeah. The thing is, though, like Merck prepared for that regulation change for so long, didn't they? Yeah. I don't think anyone's, you know, it's, I think we'd know by now if someone was going to be a long way ahead next year. I mean, Haas have been spending a lot of time focused yeah, on next could, year. We're going to get, in Bahrain, we're going to get a repeat of 2014. With Schumacher and Mazepin, I would just like to point out the 2014 Bahrain Grand Prix was one hell of a race, and if we got a repeat of that, I would love it. Just, just I'd rather have the I'd sort of like a hybrid of this year's Bahrain and that one because we'd have Mazepin crash off at turn three, but still have an epic fight at front. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the best of both worlds scenario. But then, wasn't the duel in the desert also the one where Gutierrez? Um, got flipped by Aston Maldonado. Yeah. What a ledge. <laughs> oh, man. Legend, the race winner. 
Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> I still can't believe that he is a race winner. I mean, he's probably something else. Imagine if we get he, another 2012. He has more race wins than Lando Norris. I'm going to. <laughs> Why would you have to say that? Why? Because Lando's a good driver. <laughs> exactly. Why do you have to say that? crashing into people. Exactly. Why do you have to say that? To show the exclaim. Yeah, where's the um, button? Options. <laughs> Put in waiting room. <laughs> um, but yes. So we are getting closer. Rumours and stuff, I think, will start to pop up about how teams are doing soon. Mm. Um, and we'll have a lot of I mean, there have been more meetings about the 2025 engine regs. And apparently we might be ditching the MGUH because that would encourage new manufacturers, namely VW, to get involved, which is interesting. Um, another engine supplier is another... Well, yeah. it would essentially be a wild card at that point, wouldn't it? Um, it would kind of be, well, in a way, it would be like McLaren taking the Honda engine when they came back. It's a gamble, and it might be a GP2, or it might be an absolute rocket ship. So you could you could put a rocket ship and we would still be pre-11. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if VW might do something differently that nobody else has thought of and just have an extra like 20, 30 horsepower than everyone else and just laugh their way to the front of the field. And that one team that gambled and bought the VW engines is laughing their way to an initial world championship. There's no way they can afford the Ferrari engines much longer. Gene's looking for the ultimate budget option. My God, imagine Haas being supplied by Red Bull. Fiat. (laughs) Break down. (laughs) Because let's be honest, if you want to stick to your Italian... You go from Ferrari to a bath, but a bath is Fiat. Ass <laughs> brought to you by Nissan. But they do good. They have Nismos and GTRs. You should get a Chevrolet and Leafs. The, the, the Haas powered by the PLP50. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually pay to see that. Tesla should enter Formula E. Discuss. Why haven't they? Like it's yeah. yeah. They're, it's their whole. It's their whole remit, isn't it? Electric cars. Mm. And they designed electric cars that go fast. So why not go, Why not design electric cars that go the fastest? And there's literally a gap in a team that's currently the world's champions. But Elon's more bothered about launching people into space than he is actually furthering Reason. a technology company. Yeah. Because why save the planet we're on when we can just brew in a second one? Richard's hot take number two. McLaren's supposed to be entering Formula E next season. Not ne- this season coming. They did also lodge a notice of interest of joining Formula E. They might have changed that over to Extreme E now because I won't see them entering both because that's not a lot. I'm going to be honest, I don't really get Extreme E. I think it's more to like promote, like saving the environment because they race in like. Here's the polar bears that we're killing. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hit them with a Jeep. That does seem like a risk of extreme E, though. What, what if they do hit the animals that they're trying to save? I don't think they go that close. I think that um, the, se- the selection of choices uh, of locations are such that it's highlighting the, the effect that we're having on the environment. I, it, I think it it's is, format is. Yeah, the format is just 
the format is just stupid but I think it's meant to highlight like the issues that we're having like uh, extreme conditions like the arctic and um Deserts. other places which i can't remember the accelerated uh, desertification of the planet because we're just killing everything and raising the planet's temperatures um, yeah and yet we're taking entire truckloads of people and cars and facilities that's what i was going to say is putting on a motor racing competition really the best way of showing that they all they transport all the cars and stuff by boat so it's like i have all the Still cars an engine Yes, but all the cars get taken at the same time on the same boat. It's like, it's not. Oh, they, bad they ride as, share. Like, That's cute. It's not the Formula transport. One. Do they, yeah. do they have, does that mean they have like an app like Lyft? They all just, <laughs> they all just get Uber for the racing. Yeah. Uber boat. <laughs> but yeah, Formula One just share a plane. Yeah, sometimes. Some of it. Unless it's a European race, yeah, then they just drive. Drive. Understandable in some ways. You can't really fit all of their stuff in one lorry. And a lorry is really going to take you from Bahrain to China in enough time. Yeah. I was thinking freight train, but even then you've got to get from the train to the track. And yeah. Zandvoort's on literally the coast. So <laughs> don't or think Portimao. the train depot is going to go there. Yeah, it's it's an, it's one of the things that they're obviously looking at. Like they're looking at the the fuels in Formula One to make them greener and more sustainable. They're they're looking at everything they can really, but you know, yeah, they want they want Formula One to be net carbon zero eventually. Yeah, um, it's just the wasn't, problem of um, we need the rest Formula of the world to do it as well. Wasn't Formula E the first sport to do that? We go like net carbon zero or something. Yeah, I think Formula E. Is. Yeah. And they I remember put on seeing something a about a sustainable it. race where they used less emissions than something. They created um, less emissions than they used. Yeah, basically. Carbon negative, as it's known. Yeah. I don't know. My head's fried. I've been driving. Yeah. Um, Formula E did, um, did do something sustainability wise last season i just can't remember exactly what it was what else have we got to discuss this week uh prediction results yes oh, richard yeah. this is your section i think we all did bad because most of us had bought ass on the podium <clears throat> so should we start with bold predictions well sure alex said verstappen last to first with engine penalties ouch no. close one position off uh, ben, point. ben said rain for two laps Why Why did you have to say that Ben? See does he get the point because No because he, he said two laps? I said it at the start Yeah the he said for the start of the race so, uh, Chris you said a Norris Verstappen podium Oh no Verstappen podium I crossed that number yeah. I crossed that out No Verstappen podium Oh you're wrong What a shame <laughs> should have been right damn rain that's why Verstappen got the podium yeah <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> Nia both both Aston Martins and Ferrari in the top 10 yikes one it. right you got one correct one you, you said Science would come third but you then said Leclerc would come sixth 
but he finished can't claim a quarter. Fifteenth. Don't don't talk about that, them. Just just science. V- Vettel was supposed to come fifth, and he finished twelfth. And Stroll was supposed to come eighth, and he finished eleventh. So no mega bonus points for you. And I said Bottas bottle job, which I think it's fair to say he was. Well, he actually gained positions. Yes, he but he nine places in the last five laps. He, yeah, exactly. And, I would say that's. A, until the last five cool. laps, he was languishing down the order, and he I literally opened yeah. the door he, for the staff. He finished ahead of Jekyll. Yeah, he true. also qualified like seventh or eight. Yeah, so even if he'd started, he'd still have gained positions. So I wouldn't say that's a bottle job. I think we need to have a vote. Yeah, um, but he's, I don't think you get I, a I don't think you get I He didn't do what he was sent back there to do. In my eyes, that's a bottle job. Nia, and what you, do you think? Does he deserve a point? I mean, we're okay. usually expecting Bottas to win the Russian Grand Prix, so... From 17th, right? Yeah. 17th to 5th? Yeah. You put me as... Just um, say no, just no, say no, no point, no point, no point. Damn it. Yeah. No points, yeah! <laughs> that's all right, because Chris is still last in the podium prediction yeah, championship. Uh, you have 53 points. Woo! <laughs> Uh, then is Nia on 61 points, then Ben on 62 points, uh, then Alex on 67 points, then Sonia on 70 points, and then myself on 73 points. I can still move into third with one race going well. Sonia, Sonia scored the highest this week with four points, and Alex scored the lowest with two points. And everyone else got three. <laughs> it was not a great. Oh, it was okay. literally everyone. If you got one person in the right position, that was pretty much the only points you got. How did everyone <laughs> manage that except me? That's not fair. What was Alex's point? Oh no, I did. I put Verstappen to win, so that's probably why. Yeah, you you had Verstappen and Hamilton yeah. the other way around. So unlucky. Did everyone else put Hamilton to win or something? Uh, no. Ben put Hamilton to win. Chris put Hamilton to win. Nia put Science for third. Me and Sonia put Hamilton to win. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, social media, Joe uh, got four points for Verstappen Bottas Science. And Hrishi got six points for Hanverbot, which is pretty solid. Um, Mazapin Bingo, uh, I won. Well, because uh, he got lapped on lap 39 because it took an age for them to actually lap him because the, everyone just kept pitting and it was like oh, it was so close you could see him up ahead and then it's like yeah that was pit so that I mean, I mean can you blame them I mean true but still it, it worked for my advantage because I was the highest numbered lap so I get to claim that <laughs> didn't he not unlap himself from Norris a couple of times when, it, when he put into <laughs> yeah 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 that was. No. Did he finish one lap down at the end? It no, was he finished two laps, two laps down. Because that was that was when when it was raining. Norris was going to lap him for a second time. Oh, he okay. was he was undouble lapping himself. Okay. Um, so he finished two laps down in the end. Um, so I got that right, and he did finish. So everyone got that. So congrats, guys. We we all got it right in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Next up is the Turkish Grand Prix, so get thinking get some about your podium poll and 
bold predictions for next week's episode. We still we still don't know when the last sprint one is for the bonus points for <laughs> Speed King. We still don't know when the actual calendar is going to be released. Good point. Yeah, because what what was it? Did we do one extra point for yeah. Speed King? Yeah, yeah, because it's essentially the same as qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's going to be one extra point up for grabs at some point this season. Do keep giving us your predictions on social media as well. Stay involved, take part, have some fun. Yeah, well, we've we've survived the first half a year. Now we're into the back stretch. Have next week we'll be bringing to you all the action from Formula Two and Formula Three, featuring new Formula Three champion Dennis Hauger. Congratulations to him on winning the championship. Spoiler alert. Well, you, you got a line to Dennis or something. You're getting him oh, on. No, we're not getting him on. Gonna as say, in, we're going to discuss it. Yeah. That's a, a bit misleading. Featuring yeah. Dennis Hauger. And it's like, um, n- n- no. Featuring discussions yes, about a, Dennis Hauger. Like, insert a picture of him. <laughs> Just a sock puppet. I have his Snapchat because it's in his bio. That's the best we can offer. Send, drop get him a message, message and <laughs> get him on. If you don't shoot your shot, you don't hit the target. True. What is it they say in FIFA, Alex? Uh, if you don't buy a ticket, you if can't you win the raffle. Ticket, you don't win the raffle. <laughs> so, yeah, Formula 3 concluded. Please tell me he'd wrapped up the championship before they cancelled the race. Yeah, they... he did it in race one. Yeah. As I say, I hope he didn't win the championship by them cancelling a race. Yeah, no, it was in the race that they brought forward. Mm. Yeah, because they raced on the Friday, didn't they? Yeah, he went on a Friday. Yeah. yeah, didn't the team win on the Saturday? With, and wasn't it Trident that won? Yeah, Trident won. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they well, got third. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We've only got two races to talk about in Formula 2 because race two just... Sorry, race one just didn't happen. Um, Lol, laughs and rain affected session. Laughs in Spa. Yeah. You had one race where we didn't race. Now we have one race where you didn't race. Actually, did Formula 3 have all three of their races? Honestly, I've got no idea. I haven't seen it yet. I was horrendously stressed. No, they only had two. Mm. Yeah, they released the starting grid for race two and then just Uh, didn't race. Yeah, because what the teams told them, they're like, they were told to go out and then they were told to come back in because that you have to set up in front of the F1 teams. They were told to like yeah. set up and then told to go back to their grit, their paddock. Like, it Be was gone. like that. <laughs> yeah. Leave this place. But yeah, they released like the professional starting grid um, and things to get ready. And then anyway, that's for next nice. week. <laughs> yeah, that's for next week where we'll talk about how they weren't ready for rain. Just like Formula One wasn't ready for rain and spa. Hey, at least they moved a race forward. Yeah, that's true. So, you know. Thing is, even if they didn't do that, we'd still have got two races. Yeah, but let's save it for next week. Yeah, we'll save that for next week. Um, Can't use all our content now. Are we forgetting anything? Uh, other than the general, send us your predictions for Turkey. Ready for next week's episode. Yep, and you be- could feature. Because that, that is going to be after we've discussed Formula 2 and 3, we'll be doing our predictions. And we're we'll discussing the Schumacher document as well. Yeah. If someone watches it. I'm watching it on the plane. <laughs> That's what you said on last week. 
you said you were going to watch it for last week, but here we are. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> I made this promise on air, though, so it's okay. This one is this one I have to we, stick we've, to. I'm pretty sure I've probably got it somewhere in bloopers. Yeah, that's bloopers. They didn't make it out. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> laughs in I have been editing a video but I also haven't had the time to actually finish editing it yet because I had to organize moving my entire life with 12 days notice fun but we succeeded and we're here Woo! it looks great doesn't it my my completely bare bare mattress with its mattress protector because I literally moved in this afternoon and the first thing I set up was my laptop because I knew we were recording the podcast. Priorities. Hey, look, see, uh, Netflix, Jamaica. Downloading. See, what, I'm what? getting ready for my flight. And then as soon as we go off air, he's going to press cancel <laughs> yeah. and undownload. No, I need something to watch on the flight and I don't have data, so I need to download it. But yeah, so I will hopefully be joining you next week from hopefully sunnier than Scotland, Italy, um, depending on how good the Wi-Fi is. I will be so amused if it rains more than it does in Scotland there. That would take a lot of effort. Yeah, I was going to say that possible. Mm -hmm. The only thing I've realised, though, is that means I'm going to be recording at like 10 to 12 at night. (laughs) Oh, that also means we could probably get started a bit earlier since you're not working. Also true. We could probably start on time, yes. Wait, let me check that I'm not working with UEFA that day. I have a, I have a rehearsal until half past nine Italian time. So that's half past eight this time. Okay. Well, so we'll start about the same time as this week. Get your skates I mean, on. That, that is basically just starting time now, isn't it? Yeah. Half eight. Yeah, I love what it used to be seven. Yeah, <laughs> we started out. We started out really nice and yeah. pristine and prompt, and it's just drifted. Yeah, we finish by ten usually, and now it's eight almost to eleven. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we just start recording on Tuesdays? Because I have work. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah. And we want to get our content out yeah. sometime before the next race week starts. Mm rather than when all of the drivers show on their Instagrams that they've arrived at the next circuit. <laughs> anyway, thank you for watching, listening, however you decide to consume our content. There's um, no other way to watch our content. <laughs> watching and listening. People, people will find a way. Someone is watching it in sign language. The FBI are currently watching. <laughs> yeah. The FBI. The FBI are watching it live. Um, but no, thank you very much for watching. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the first half a year of the Turn 5 podcast. We've certainly enjoyed making it. It has been a lot of fun. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. And here's to another half a year. And hopefully many more half years. Yeah. just one more. Well, let's let's take it in small chunks. Let's get yeah. to a year, then think about another year, and then go from there. Um, we'll keep you up to date with. Speaking of half a year, our plans for over the winter break. Because as we all know, Formula One can go a bit silent in January. Until February, when it's 
car launch season. We'll, we'll think of something. We'll think of something. Yeah. Even if it's just weekly quizzes. We can waffle. Yeah. Uh, we will waffle. We will waffle. Episodes. Just about how excited we are for car launch season. We went from talking about Monaco to Singapore. I think we can waffle quite a bit. Good yeah. point. We're, we <laughs> are champion because, wafflers. That's because the <laughs> Singapore Grand Prix that got cancelled was still more exciting than this year's Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. True. Yeah. I had, was that an actual race review? Or was this yes. that... Oh. Yes, this was the race review. Oh, yeah. yeah so. This wasn't even the preview. This was the review. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for watching and sticking with us for half a year. And we will see you next week for Formula 2 3 from Russia and the Schumacher documentary. That's for now. I'll try and get the bloopers done as fast as I can. Bye.